Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is Looking for the Middle, the Christian girl's guide to modern dating. We're here to help you date with confidence while honoring the Lord and to show you that your identity and contentment are in Christ. We're going to give you the tools that you need to date successfully and be set up well for success in a godly marriage. If you've ever felt like you didn't really belong with any of the extremes in dating today, well, you're not alone. Neither did we. And that's why we're here looking for the middle. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode nine of season five, Preferences, Obstacles, or Red Flags. I'm excited about this one. I am too. Because I struggle with this. (laughs) Seriously. It's quite the game of differentiation. never know what bucket to put stuff in. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, before we get into that, though, let me remind you guys of a couple of things here at the beginning. One thing is, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter already, you should go do that. We send that out every Thursday. It's a new thing this season. And we've got uh, sneak peeks of future episodes. We have books, YouTube videos, articles, podcasts, all kinds of stuff that is pertinent to the episode from the day prior, dating in general. It's kind of... uh, a good balance there. And then we also have my personal favorite section of the newsletter is our Hallmark movie of the week because it's fall and winter and who doesn't love cozying up with a good Hallmark movie. So y'all humor us and go with it there. We're still working on our idea. We're bound and determined. We're going to figure out a way to all watch a Christmas movie together at some point. Netflix party, something. We'll figure it out. So if you don't follow us on Instagram already, go to that so that you can be in the know when that happens and then we also are doing a giveaway uh this month and we're announcing the winner of that on friday so make sure you are following us to enter you have to follow us on instagram like all of our pictures from the month of october and then if you want a bonus entry you can go comment on our original giveaway announcement post photo was it yeah it was an instagram post yeah go like that and then comment and tag a friend and you can get an extra entry for each comment so make sure you do that we are at lftm underscore podcast on instagram and we have all sorts of fun over there you guys can give us episode ideas we've got one coming up that is we asked a question about dating and your answers to that are going to completely be the episode so stay tuned for that um but yeah go hang out with us on instagram yep we have quite a fun time over there occasionally bethany and i even post pictures of our texting conversations and our stories so that's always a (laughs) crowd favorite (laughs) so you get all kinds of fun stuff over there okay my question of the day okay are you ready probably not so what is since we're talking about preferences today what is a preference that you once had but then dated somebody that was like the total opposite of that like preference it can be a like a little quirky one or whatever oh do you want me to go first while you think? Or do you have Yes. One? Go ahead. Okay. I'll have to come up with something. So my very first list I made when I was 17. And I said, no piercings or tattoos, which I have amended that because I like <laughs> tattoos now. Um, but I dated this one guy who had a tattoo and got his ears pierced. What was it? While we were dating or before we were dating, but we were friends. And I remember thinking, wow, never thought this would be <laughs> something that would be true of somebody that I dated because I don't like them. I, I made that very clear and it didn't matter. And so I was like, well, that's hilarious. 17 year old Kristen would be so disappointed in me. <laughs> um, 
but yeah so that was a fun one that was the first one that came <laughs> yeah. to mind that first list y'all i need to find it so i can post a picture of it it was long it's funny yeah. to read but it was so long and 80 percent of it was superficial that's so funny so thankfully we've come a long way but yeah that was the first one that came to mind what is i think mine yours i had a preference that was pretty specific in that i i wanted someone who was into sports but then i had this like addendum that he also needed to be athletic and have played sports himself okay i still hold to like you gotta you don't want to be like diehard sports but you can't be anti like mm-hmm. that but i have dated guys who were not athletic who weren't like athletes who played sports themselves and it's not a big deal so Mm. that one's definitely one that original me was off on yeah that is a good one because i don't know for some reason when you first think of it you're like oh i assume that if you like sports that you've played right but i like i mean i played sports but i like sports that i've never played yeah so it doesn't the things that you realize as you date yeah just so so interesting that was a good one thank you i appreciate that okay so we are going to kind of just get right into this one this may be a little bit of a shorter episode <laughs> famous we last say words. that every time but um, it's like an hour and 10 minutes later <laughs> <laughs> i did want to give a little bit of a Just a little food for thought, I guess, at the beginning. As we start listing through these things, preferences, obstacles, red flags, what's the difference, what falls into what bucket, that kind of thing. That as we go through these, you want to be really careful to keep these things in their right category. And this is something that I struggle with. Um, Unless the situation changes and it's like, oh, this thing now is more of a big deal or whatever. Like, situations change, sure. But I think more don't elevate preferences into the category of being an obstacle or a red flag in your relationship. Preferences should, I think always stay preferences. They're not ever really going to change much. Now I will say, I think if something is an obstacle in your relationship that you need to talk about and work through, depending on how that goes, it may elevate to a red flag and kind of become a bigger deal. And then vice versa, things that originally start out as red flags may after time passes and you see patterns and you've talked through things and there's been improvement or whatever the situation calls for, it may drop down. It's like, okay, well, this is always going to be something that's kind of going to be an obstacle. We're going to have to work through this, be aware of it, but it's not really a red flag anymore. Um, or it may fall off entirely. Honestly, like if something has been improved upon and it's not an issue anymore, like, you know, maybe one of you has a really bad temper. And you work, and that's a red flag to me. Like, oh, oh, absolutely. But if you work on it and you improve on it, and the Lord is gracious and sanctifying you in that, it may not be an issue anymore. Kind of. I mean, not that you don't have to combat it, but like, it's not something that's like, oh, I don't want to proceed in this relationship until that's fixed, kind of thing. So anyway, just as you're listening to these things, and then you're thinking of things in your own life, because this is not going to be an exhaustive list. Um, just make sure that you keep things in the category that they should be in, because I think that is one of the biggest frustrations or hurdles you're going to have to deal with is elevating things to levels they shouldn't have, or in the case of preferences, you know, making them more than they should be, or in the case of red flags, because there's other things you like, you're going to downplay or sweep those under the rug. So keep things where they need to be. Yeah. And I think it's good that you mentioned that this isn't an exhaustive list. So kind of our uh, motivation, I guess, as we planned this episode was we talk a lot about 
your preferences or what, you know, as you go through obstacles in your relationship or when you see red flags, but very rarely do we give you a bunch of examples in each of those. So we're not going to give you every single possible example, but we did want to give you a little bit more of a specific list of examples for each of these so that where we've talked about them in more of a vague sense, probably in the last however many seasons we've done now, four and a half, um, (laughs) that we will be able to point you to, hey, this is something specifically that you could look for. However, this isn't all you need to be looking for or worried about. There may be other things based on your life and your experiences, his life and his experiences, whoever this guy is for you in your life. So we would really encourage you to seek out that wisdom and counsel that you may need to identify those if they're different from what we are talking about in this episode, because we won't be able to cover everything or lord knows that'd be the longest episode we ever did (laughs) so just kind of keep that in mind of we wanted to be specific but this isn't entirely specific if that makes sense yeah I think it's good that we kind of talk about that because one of the things we've realized is that we talk a lot in generalities in order to leave some of these things up to you guys because they are going to be different for each of you and so we'll say oh you know like red flags, like this, that, or, you know, fill in the blank, whatever. And we kind of move on through so that you guys can determine those things for yourselves. But we get a lot of questions that are kind of like, okay, I get the idea, but I need some specific things kind of to set a benchmark to give you an idea of what things really should be in those categories. So that's kind of what we're hoping to do here is just to kind of get you on the right track, get your brain going, and then definitely add more things, take some off that don't apply, that sort of thing. But this is just to kind of lay a foundation and give you an idea of things that then in your life you're like oh this is comparable to that like that sort of thing Mm -hmm, exactly so we're gonna start with preferences we'll give y'all basically like a definition of how we're looking at each of these things and then we'll give you our list of examples so to start with preferences preferences are going to be things that really should have no bearing on the success or failure of a relationship. They're just things you would like to be true of someone. Yeah. But if they're not, it's not breakup worthy no. or non-consideration worthy. Exactly. Yes. Yes, yes. So we're talking things like sports team allegiances, which may not be a big deal for some of you, but in the South, it's kind of a big deal who you cheer for on Saturday. Very um, rarely do you see a uh, or an Auburn fan, an Alabama fan get married. Let's exactly. just put it that way. It's kind of a <laughs> bigger deal than it should be, I think. But y'all know I am a big time Clemson fan. And I have caught myself, you know, if I'm talking to a guy and like maybe he went to University of South Carolina or he cheers for them and I'm kind of like, oh, like, oh. <laughs> and I mean, I have to snap myself out of it real quick. But like, it's totally preferential. There is not some character issue because someone went to one school and not another one. Like I didn't even go to Clemson. Yeah. I'm, I'm dad did. I'm just a fan anyway. So that's one different hobbies. You know, who cares if you have all of them in common music and movie and entertainment tastes. Those are things that are preferential. Food is one that has surprisingly been a, a bigger issue than it probably should have been multiple times for me. Um, whether it's like cooking styles or eating out versus eating in or vegetarian and not or whatever, like those are preferential things. Don't make them a bigger deal than they have to be. You don't have to eat the exact same thing as the guy you're dating all the time. It's not that big of a deal. 
holiday traditions. I went back and forth on this one, whether it's a preference or an yeah. obstacle, but I really think this is preferential. I mean, sure, maybe my tradition is that we always go to a movie on Christmas Day or we always make gingerbread houses or we always do this. Well, that's my preference and it is my it seems important because we've always done it that way. But I think at the end of the day, holiday traditions, no one comes into a relationship expecting to keep 100% of theirs. That's exactly what I was just thinking because, and you know, I'm very, Mm -hmm. very into my family's holiday traditions. That's, I think that might be one of the top things that makes me like being single, if I'm being honest. I am 100% there with you. And it's funny because you think of the holidays as being this awful time to be single, and a lot of times, maybe the lead up is the parties, the whatever, and you don't have a date and people are always asking and great aunt Irma wants to know why you're not bringing a boy to Christmas dinner, whatever. But I love that I can do 100% what I want to with my family. And yes, it does give me a little bit of anxiety thinking about having to merge that with someone else. Yeah. But then you also remember too, when you become your own family unit, your traditions are going to be established as that family. Exactly. So I think about like what's normal for my family right now is not what either of my parents did before they met each other. And, and it then, won't be for your kids either. Exactly. Be, yeah. Like my mom's already talking because <laughs> here's a look into my personal life. And this is, I mean, this isn't juicy or anything, <laughs> but my brother is probably getting engaged. Well, not probably. He's getting engaged by the end of the year. And... I won't say when, (laughs) but he's getting engaged soon. So this Christmas is the last Christmas where we're all single. And so, and even this year, like a couple adjustments have been made and, you know, now significant others come to Christmas night at my nanny Mm -hmm. and Paul's or whatever. And my mom's already started talking like, I know it's going to look different when y'all start your own families just like and that doesn't just mean when you have kids like yeah it'll be a little more flexible when it's just you and your mm-hmm. spouse but you will have your own family and mm-hmm. so your traditions will be different and just like our parents had to adjust when we got married we're gonna have to do the same for y'all so I know it's that first little bit almost like it's harder when you're dating than when you get yeah. married but don't bank on or I guess maybe not bank on, but don't elevate, like Bethany was saying, this to something that's breakup worthy because it's not going to be this way forever anyways. No. I think a lot of the trepidation comes with it being unknown. After mm. that first Christmas when it's like, oh, okay, this is what we do now. It's moved from unknown to known and it's not as big of a deal. But talk about it. Mm-hmm. All these. Talk about it. Exactly. You know, work through it and it's fine. And then um, the last one that I put on there is household chore routines, okay? (laughs) Maybe you always wash the sheets on Tuesdays. And for whatever reason, that doesn't fit with your schedule or his schedule or whatever. Who cares? Kristen talks about loading the dishwasher a certain way. And that was a sticking point for her parents, I believe, early Mm -hmm. on in their marriage. Oh, Um, they still, my mom still complains about it. That's a sticking point in their marriage, even to this day. (laughs) They've been married, y'all, for 32 years. And my mom still gets irritated with how my dad is so anal about loading the dishwasher. And they have a great marriage. So see, it's it's not a deal breaker. And part of the thing with preferences is that you let some of them go 
Mm-hmm. And I think this is a big one where you can do that of like, okay, you know what? I like to do it this way and you like to do it that way. I'll let you do that thing. I, if it were me, I'd be like, oh, you really feel strongly about loading the dishwasher? I would be more than happy to let you always do it. Yeah. More than happy to let you do that, dear. I'll <laughs> unload it. You can load it exactly. every time. Just how you want it. Exactly. Well, and we talked about this in a couple episodes ago, but for some reason... When we think about these preferences, because these are, you know, none of these we just listed have anything to do with like, oh, here's how he looks or here's like, this is specific to someone you're in a romantic relationship yes. with. This could technically be things you're looking for in friends. Yeah. However, I have so many friends that don't line up with me on these things. Not all of them necessarily, but maybe, yeah. you know, a handful of them. So like what Bethany was saying earlier about Clemson, being a Clemson fan. When she, which I didn't realize this until last week, I think when she said it, but she was like, I hate Georgia fans. And I was like, <laughs> okay, I don't All right. hate them. Well, she, she just, They're just really annoying. Yeah. Which I <laughs> totally understand. Which is funny because I feel like every football team in the South says that about everybody else's fans. Oh, they fans. totally they just, do. They just were obnoxious. Like we all are. We get it. Yeah. It's part of the fun. Oh, it totally is. But Bethany's not, not my friend oh, because no. I'm cheer for Georgia. You didn't even know it about me. That's true. I mean, it wasn't it's exactly not something that comes up. <laughs> exactly. And so we don't think it's this big of a deal when we have friends. And granted, you may maybe you're saying, well, I can have like different friends do different things. Okay, well, when you get married, you don't not have friends anymore. Exactly. So for instance, if I really like to go shopping is one of my hobbies. And <laughs> my boyfriend, husband, whoever doesn't like to go shopping with me okay great i'll call bethany be like hey you want to go to target and she'll be like absolutely i do (laughs) and we will go to target or if he likes to go play golf and i can't even make contact with a golf ball when we're playing putt putt half the time he can go play golf with his buddies and i'll go shopping with bethany and it's fine win-win but it doesn't have to be where we put this a monumental amount of pressure on this list of we have to line up on every single thing because even when you're married, like, you aren't going to do absolutely everything together. You think you are. And you may do the majority of things yeah. together. I hope you do. Yeah. But there are going to be things where you're like, oh, hey, I really know. I know you really don't like this. So I'm going to go call a friend or I'm going to go call my mom and see if she wants to go do this with me. And you go do whatever you want to yeah. do. Well, and there's an element of selflessness when you approach these things, too, in that it's like, OK, well, I don't like that or I'm not a big fan of this and you are and whatever. One you can give up some of those things. You don't have to demand it a certain way on a lot of these things. But two, the selflessness comes in of saying, okay, you know what? I'm horrible at playing golf, but I really like you. And I would be happy to go with you while you play golf. I'll drive the golf cart. Now that actually does sound fun. It actually does. Sound <laughs> too, but I'm just, <laughs> but I know what you mean. Current analogy. I know or what you mean. He was like, babe, I could care less about target, but I will go. We'll get Starbucks and I will wander around pushing the cart while you go around target Gosh. like speak in my love language man <laughs> that would be a dream there's an element of selflessness to that that i think mm-hmm. everyone should be cultivating Absolutely. as opposed to just demanding that everyone do things the way you prefer them um i literally told my mom the other day i think we were talking about hiking yeah with guys and i'm like mom i'm literally at the point where if he checks all the really important boxes i'll just go hiking Same. i will suck it up I'm okay like, oh, i maybe. won't like it i'll probably get bug bites i'll come across a snake and make a fool of myself because i'm scared of it i don't care i will go hike with him if it's that important and if he's I, that great i was like you know maybe it's not that bad i've only been on really bad hikes maybe there's good ones <laughs> exactly. um and guys if you have been listening from the beginning 
you understand how monumental that is. That's growth right there, like, people. Big time. Um, but I think some of the trepidation with these things when it comes to dating is that we know how big of a deal common interests are to guys. We've heard it straight from them. If you're on any sort of like dating app, every person's profile says, Oh, common interests have things in common, same hobbies, blah, blah, blah. Like that's important to guys. But even the guys would not say they expect a girl to have everything in common with them. And I think we go a little overboard and thinking, Oh my word, he likes this thing. So I can't tell him that I don't, or he's going to break up with me, which is ridiculous. They don't think that we know they don't. And yet we still kind of persist in that. So I think that adds to the anxiousness when it comes to this. Definitely. Okay. So those are preferences. Let's move on to obstacles now. And like Kristen said, we're going to kind of define our terms. So you guys know what we mean when we say that. And so an obstacle would be something that will call for thoughtful discussion between the two of you, maybe with mentors, seek counsel and prayer as you work through them, but they should be discussed and worked through not just some like automatic into the relationship or like, Oh, this is not going to work. Like it's things that may not line up initially, but with thoughtful discussion can be, I think they can be navigated in a relationship. It's not something that's like fix this or we break up. It's like, okay, we need to dialogue and figure out where we see this fitting in our relationship. Yeah, exactly. And like Bethany said at the beginning, Yes, some of these could escalate to where they're a red flag, but that doesn't mean they're always going to. So your mentality here is, hey, let's try to work through this. Yes. And I think that's something that our, it's going to make me sound old, our generation of daters could really improve <laughs> on because we have this mentality of, oh, if a light bulb goes out, I'm going to sell the house. Mm. And that's not how long-lasting committed relationships work you have to continue to work through things and go through difficult seasons you're not if you're on a, you know your relationship is at a scale of one to ten you're yeah. not going to stay at a ten forever uh -uh. you will dip down but that doesn't mean you don't keep working at it yeah. and you this is something you invest in and you you know pour into and you work at yeah. it's not a Oh, good. Got me one. Now, you know. <laughs> I'm going to coast. We're going to, yeah, coast. And then if it gets difficult, I'm just going to jump ship. Yeah. That's not how it works. Well, th you made the statement of like, we have the mentality of if the light bulb goes out, we're going to sell the house. Think of it this way. That is the mentality you have in an apartment. If you're living in an apartment, if something messes up, either you move or somebody comes and fixes it, you're not touching it. But apartment living is, for the most part, inherently temporary. Mm. You don't well, have like to this put analogy. that kind of effort into it. Yes, I like but this. But when you buy a house, there is a permanence to that. And you put in the effort to keep it up. You change the light bulbs. You change the air filters. You do the other stuff you do Kill to the house bugs. when you live in it. I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> but <laughs> whatever the, the oven. <laughs> oven, water heaters, electrical issues, roofs, gutters. You fix all the things because this is your permanent situation. This is where you live and you create a home. Not that you don't create a home in an apartment, but like it is a different environment living in a house. That's a great point. I love that analogy. So good. Um, okay. So let's <laughs> jump into some of these obstacles. So okay. the first one we have is different backgrounds and the perspectives that come with them. Mm -hmm. So that means different 
family backgrounds or upbringing, different socioeconomic status. Like those are the kind of things of, hey, if you grew up differently from somebody Mm -hmm. else, doesn't mean it's not going to work. You could definitely, you know, build a strong relationship from that. If anything, just because you'll have multiple perspectives and you'll have learned things differently, but that could cause some tension when you're used to things being one way and he's used to them being another way and you're trying to meld the two together, I guess. Well, and this is one where I kind of want to point back to what you were saying in the beginning of this is not an exhaustive list and this may not apply to everyone. We are not trying to create obstacles where they are not. Yes. So if you hear us say this and you look at your relationship and go, oh, well, I mean, we're very different upbringings but it hasn't been an issue don't make it one yeah great awesome we're not saying it has to be one Mm -mm. we're saying it things like this could be obstacles so don't look at this and go oh well they're saying this should be a problem it doesn't have to be it could be that's i'm so glad you said that okay so another one then would be theological differences here on a minor scale we're not talking about big things that will come later but (laughs) I think, and kind of, we were trying to think through, okay, what are some specific things that would fall under this category? And I, we kind of landed on, okay, these are going to be things that would most likely be referred to as gray areas. The things that are not specifically, definitively, 100% spelled out in scripture. So this may be things like worship music or the type of music that's played in your church. He may feel strongly about having drums and guitars and all of that. You may feel strongly that it should just be a piano. Neither of those are spelled out in scripture. So this is not something that is a 100% right or wrong answer. So talk about it. Work through it. This is something that's going to be, could be an obstacle, could cause tension, but it's not something that I would say break up over differences of worship music preferences specifically there may be bigger issues at play but it in that one thing i think another one that's probably going to be more of a hot button issue i guess you could say is maybe you have differing views on alcohol consumption some people think it is absolutely 100 percent sinful to ever drink alcohol other people say well we're told not to drink to the point of drunkenness there are very, very strong, solid Christian leaders who fall on both sides of this. This is not something that is absolutely without a doubt clear. Even though people may think their view is totally clear, I think you've got to at least have some grace for hearing other sides of this. And so this is something that I'm not saying it wouldn't ever elevate to red flag status, but I don't think it starts there. Mm-hmm. I think your discussion could move it in a certain direction, but I don't think it starts there. Um, and then another one, and we get a lot of questions about this one too, is Bible translations, which ones you should use and which ones you shouldn't. And he likes a different one than I do and that sort of thing. And I think this could be an obstacle. I do not think it's a red flag. I think, there's a whole host of different translations. You have word for word translations, which was like ESV, New American Standard, New King James, those. You've got thought for thought translations, which takes, you know, a thought at a time and translates it to English. That's going to be like your NIV. And then you have ones that are paraphrases, the message, New Living Translation, ones like that. And I wouldn't ever recommend someone study those. They might be good for just listening and kind of supplementing, 
But if you're going to study, I would say stay in those ones that are word for word. You want to know what the Greek words mean and what they translate to in English. And that's what you're working on. And so I think the obstacle could be if your views on that don't line up. Not so much like, I will only ever read this one. But it's more of the concept of like, okay, what are you studying? What are you reading from? That kind of thing. But talk about it. And don't... I'm not saying it's nothing. I'm just saying don't make a bigger deal out of it than it is. Well, and I think as you talk about these things, it's not just, okay, what are your thoughts on it? It's what's your motivation behind Mm -hmm. your thoughts and convictions about each of these issues. So if you're just saying that you only read a certain translation of the Bible or you don't drink and it's from just a legalistic of, oh, Mm -hmm. just because somebody said so and I'm not supposed to Mm -hmm. and you haven't actually, okay, let me do the work for myself and okay what does scripture believe about this what what is the conviction that the holy spirit is putting on my heart based on my personal Mm -hmm. time in the word and trying to figure this out and then if you have different thoughts on these gray areas then you can talk about it but if it's just oh well this is what i'm supposed to do because i was raised this way or this or that or whatever but they haven't actually done the work on their part, you'll figure that out by talking to them. So that's why it's important. It's not just, hey, talk about it so you know where you are. It's, hey, why do you think this? Or Mm -hmm. why do you believe this? Or why is this one of your convictions? And that will open the door to conversations that will help you work through this. Absolutely. Another obstacle could be social rhythm differences. So by that, like if I'm an introvert and he's an extrovert. So uh, I'm not a super big homebody, but for the sake of the analogy let's say I am and I like to be home a lot Mm -hmm. I work from home I like to be at home at night and he is Mr. Social Butterfly and likes to go do stuff all the time and be around people constantly that could cause some tension because I'm not going to want to be around people all the time he wants to be around people constantly and gets bored if he's just sitting at home (laughs) with me so talk about those things and again this is where give and take comes in I know So now we're actually talking about how I really am. I'm not a big homebody, but I am an introvert. And Mm -hmm. I like having time to myself where I just sit in my room. No one's talking to me. And I can read or write or watch The Office or whatever (laughs) and just chill. If I date a guy who's super outgoing and extroverted, he may not understand that because he's not wired that way. But all I need from him is say, hey, I get it. Mm -hmm. So if we got invited to this, but if you don't want to go... I totally get it because yeah. I know you've been gone every night this week. Or he's like, hey, I really want you to come to this. It's really important. And yeah, I may be a little tired, but you know what? This is important to him, so I'm going to yeah. go. And then when I get home, I can have an hour before <laughs> bed to watch The Office and I'll be fine or whatever. But there's give and take here. And if you talk about it, you're going to be a little more willing because you've taken the time to understand where the other person's coming mm-hmm. from. But if you don't talk about it, then you're just going to start getting annoyed and resentful towards each other because... Take it personally. Yeah. I'm going to be like, God, does he not understand that I have been gone every single day for the past two weeks and I just want to be home? And he's like, <laughs> golly, she never leaves the house. Like, what's the deal? So again, just open lines of communication. Mm-hmm. And then another one that could be most likely will be in this case, I think an obstacle, something that needs to be really talked through is past sexual issues on either of your part. Um, it, if it's truly in the past, I think it's an obstacle. And I don't think this one is not something you would just bury your soul on the second date. This is okay. We're in a serious relationship. We are moving towards marriage and you talk about past 
things from your past, whether it be mistakes you've made, you know, and you're like, okay, I sinned in this area. I have repented. I have moved forward. This is not an issue anymore. Whatever those things are, um, those are things that need to be talked through and dealt with. And just for the sake of transparency, it doesn't need to be graphic detail, but there needs to be not any surprises, mm-hmm. I think is the biggest thing. And so, but those are not things, I don't think, if it's truly in the past, that warrant, okay, we're going to break up over this. It is the past. We all have a past. And mm-hmm. you leave it in your past. And God changes people. And I mean, especially if this is before someone was saved. Oh, for sure. Um, but even after, there's grace. that the, the sins in a sexual nature are not... They're not any different to God than sins of lying. I mean, sin is sin in God's eyes. We, mm. we've made it worse. Yes, and so eyes, yeah. I think it's a, it is a and it is a big deal. I'm not trying to minimize it at all, but those are things that can be talked through, worked through, and moved on from. Definitely, another one could be current family involvement Mm. so this kind of could tie into what we were saying with different backgrounds so like if I've um walked through this actually so as y'all know I'm very close to my family we hang out a lot talk a lot tell each other a lot um (laughs) and we're just really close I've dated a couple guys who were not really close to their family and so that caused for some difficult conversations because they didn't get why I liked Mm -hmm. hanging out with them or why I wanted to include them in certain things or why I wanted him to come hang out with them or why my mom was the first person I called about stuff. And so there was some conflict and some tension there because that wasn't how they grew up. That wasn't their experience. And we had to talk through that. And that could be the same for you. If you're really close to your family he's a little more independent and not super close or vice versa if you're not and he is having conversations about that is so important and and it's important to have them where you're seeking to understand the other person yes you're not going into the conversation to defend yourself and the way you think and oh my way is better and I don't understand why because and this is where I would kind of get frustrated because I was trying to, I realize I'm like, and even I tell my friends, I'm like, I know my family's close. Like, and I know that not everybody's close with their family like this and that's fine. And I obviously leaving and cleaving will be a thing and whatever, (laughs) not to my boyfriend, but to my husband. But it would have meant so much to me if I had heard him say like, Hey, I know you're really close to your family. And so even though I that wasn't my experience, I know this is important to mm-hmm. you. And so I want to get to know them and spend time with them. That would have meant the world to me. And I think anybody that's close with their family would like to hear that. So, again, and there's balance in that. You know, one day, if you marry this guy, your mom will not be the first person you call about everything. And you will learn that he becomes your first person and he is your family. <laughs> and then other times he may say, hey... Call your mom about yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't have to know. Exactly. He's like, maybe you should talk to your mom about that. Um, but I think talking about this in a way that you're trying to understand where the other person is coming from is going to set you up the best to work through this yeah. obstacle. Yeah. 
And then last one here, and this one is almost goes without saying, but any sort of like personality communication style, conflict resolution differences, those are all going to fall under this obstacle category, I think, first. This is one I think is huge, especially on the communication and the conflict resolution where talk about, okay, well, I normally, I default to this when I am upset or that, or this is how I handle things. And then he'll tell you the same and you kind of say, okay, here's what we're going to, here's our game plan. But then over time, you may just see that those don't mesh. It's not a good fit. And that's when it's like, okay, this is kind of a red flag. Like this is not getting better. This is not going well. I don't see this working. And so this is one I think that it's kind of broad because people are so different. But I do think this is one that as you give it time may fall away or escalate a little. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So now we're moving on to the big stuff. (laughs) Here we go, y'all. Okay. So now we are going to talk about things that I think are red flags. And red flags are going to be the things that are a reason for a breakup or a relationship. And if there's not a misunderstanding, and what I mean by that is, let's say you're seeing this thing in him, one of these things that we are going to talk about here and you're like, Oh, that's a red flag. But then you talk about it and you're like, Oh wait, I totally misunderstood. Like, okay, we miscommunicated. It's not that big of a deal. So these are things that if they continue and persist and it keeps going, or there's multiple ones of them, they kind of pile up, then yes, I do think these are reasons to break up. But talk about it first. Don't just make assumptions or snap decisions based on what you think he probably meant or what the last guy you dated did or said or acted like in the same situation. And so you're going to break up with this guy to avoid the pain of that guy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, those are red flags. Yes, so the first one is... So our first red flag is major theological differences. Mm -hmm. So we talked about minor differences a second ago under obstacles. Major theological differences are going to be like gospel issues. So for instance, if he thinks that there's another way to salvation other than through Jesus, that's a major gospel issue. Um, And we didn't really want to like, we could list things and never, you know, whatever, but the... Think about it in a way of what are things that you wouldn't be comfortable teaching your children that maybe he believes that you don't. Because if you don't line up on these bigger theological things, when you bring kids into the picture and dad believes one thing and mom believes the other, it gets real confusing for the child. And that's the last thing you want. So obviously kids may be way down the road for you and that's (laughs) fine. But thinking through that lens is really helpful in discerning this. And this is also where denominational differences could come into play so y'all could both be believers but your denominations may not line up on some really big things and that could lead to okay maybe this relationship isn't Mm -hmm. the best idea but like Bethany was saying because I was talking about how my parents so my mom grew up in a Baptist church dad grew up in the Methodist church and then he started going to Baptist church and that's where they met but Bethany was, which I wasn't even totally aware of the things she told me about. Um, Not that there's anything. We're not bashing Methodists over here off the air. Yeah. (laughs) But she was explaining some of the differences I wasn't aware of. But then there were things like, oh, well, my dad didn't um, believe that way or didn't um, ascribe to that part Mm -hmm. of the denomination, however you want to say it. 
And so when him and my mom met, there weren't those big differences. Whereas there may have been some things where if he had been, you know, thinking really strongly about one thing that was super different from the way my mom believed, that could have caused Mm -hmm. some issues. And so that's where, again, you want to talk to the person because he may go to a different denomination, but then y'all might line up more than you think you do Mm -hmm. as opposed to what's on paper with oh here's the denominational beliefs or whatever so talk about these things but if they're big theological differences and if he's believing something that cannot be backed up with scripture that is a big red Mm -hmm. flag and I think that I was uh, I looked at an online dating profile not too long ago where somebody said I love reading scripture and making it my own. And I was like, "Mm, no, that's not (laughs) how that works. We don't get to make scripture our own. We can apply it to our lives, but scripture is truth Mm -hmm. and it is God's word and it is final and it is finite. Is that a infinite? Infinite. Thank you. No, not finite. (laughs) That's the opposite. Gosh, infinite. And that is what we hold to. So yeah. if he's believing things or saying things, I'm like, okay, well, that's not what scripture says. That's a red flag. Yeah. So that's kind of the yeah thoughts to put in your head as you're trying to discern that. And I think this is why it's so important. And we've said this before in previous episodes at some point where we're talking about denominational things to learn what he believes. Because like you were saying, there is a wide range of beliefs in Baptist circles, in Methodist circles, in just about all of them. There's a range. And so I think it is smart if you are getting to know someone who is of a different denomination to know the principles of that denomination, to know what they are, because then you'll know where the differences may be. And so you'll know things to ask about. You can say, oh, hey, I know, I know Baptists normally believe this. What are your thoughts on that kind of thing? And so you know those specific areas to get to, the questions to ask about what he specifically believes. But I don't, I wouldn't make a too quick of a decision unless it's like diametrically opposed kinds of things. I wouldn't make too quick of a decision about a specific person based on what a whole denomination believes. Mm -hmm. I would agree. But I also wouldn't move forward gung-ho until I knew what he believed. And that's kind of where these red flags are like, whoa, whoa, caution, slow down. Like, don't move past this point until these things have been resolved satisfactorily to everyone. Exactly. Okay. So then another one um, that I think is huge is an unwillingness to work on or no improvement seen in like some serious character issues. Or maybe he doesn't even see it as a problem. So let's say he has a temper or an anger problem or he's kind of rude or unkindness or impatient even like these things that are clearly spelled out in scripture, um, that we are to be these things. And maybe you talk about, you're like, Hey, you were kind of rude. Or I've noticed this several times. Like, tell me more about why, whatever. And either it's not a big deal to him. He doesn't see it as a problem. Or he says, well, I'm, I don't really see it as a problem. I'm not going to work on it. That's a huge red flag Mm -hmm. because there's a pride in that. And it's kind of like, okay, the red flag isn't always the actual problem. This impatience is turns out to be caused by a prideful heart or whatever. And so that's where you have to say, okay, no, we're going to camp out here. Like I said, we're not going to go any further until there's some improvement in these things. And that takes a little time. 
So you have to be willing to, to take the time you need to not rush past something because you just want to move to the next step. Um, cause you need to give it time. And if it improves and he's like, Oh, like if his initial reaction is good and says, Oh, you're right. I thank you for showing me. And I want, you know, I want to honor the Lord and I want to improve in these things. And over the next few months, you're like, wow, there's improvement here, not perfection, but improvement. Then I think, okay, let's tentatively, let's move forward then. But if after a couple months, you're like, okay, you still bite my head off or you snap at the waitress every time something's not the way you want it. We've talked about this and there's, no improvement, then I think that's where you may need to say, okay, we're going to need to stop this and you work on that without me, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Like you have these issues that you need to get right with the Lord and I'm going to take a step back. Exactly. Exactly. Another red flag to be on the lookout for are, is the <laughs> subject verb agreement, Kristen, um, a major life direction difference Mm -hmm. so this could be career based this could be ministry based so we talk about you know our token example is he wants to go do international missions and you're like not really what I was wanting to do or (laughs) or and not even a oh I don't want to do this but if you feel called to something Mm -hmm. different and he's really passionate about okay then maybe it doesn't work out right and it's not I feel like so many red flags have like bad connotations. This is probably the best as far as like the most positive Mm -hmm. red flag of, hey, you know what? The Lord is clearly leading you in this direction. I feel very strongly he's leading me in a very different direction. So it's more important that we are obedient to the Lord in that than we are to try to make this work because it's going to cause strain on the relationship and strain on what we feel like we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, and like one you've talked about, I don't know if you've talked about it, in an episode before or not is you very much put roots down and want to stay in like moving Mm -hmm. around a lot is not something that would go well with you necessarily. I'm not saying the Lord couldn't equip you to do that, but like, yeah, that's a big thing for you. And so you've said like, okay, someone in the military, probably not a good match because there is that constant moving and you can't really settle, which is important to you. Whereas, I don't, I I like the adventure of the new, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I would be like, okay, sure. So it's not bad. It's just Mm -hmm. different. But that would be a red flag to you of like, okay, hold on. I've got to really do some soul searching for lack of a better term before we move forward. That's a great example. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) But yes, that is super important to me of having that stability Mm -hmm. and consistency. And again, the Lord knows what's best and he knows what's coming. So right. I'm not going to be like, I'm staying here for the next <laughs> 80 years, yeah. you know, but my preference. Yeah. Maybe not preference, but that my, would just really be a challenge. It would be really challenging. So that is something that I look yeah. for. So yes. Good. Good call. Okay. On the yeah. example. <laughs> I love that. And then another one kind of moving further into the conversation about sexual issues. So sexual issues in the past would be considered an obstacle. Sexual issues that linger into the present are a red flag. Mm-hmm. And this is a very, very big red flag. Pers- I think yeah. I, this is something that obviously all of them need to be, again, camped out, addressed, and don't move further. But if they're still lingering in the present, that's got to be addressed yes. quickly. And I think it goes back to before talking about, okay, is there improvement? Is mm-hmm. there, you know, are they thinking of this rightly? And I think this would be a good place to 
bring in outside counsel to say, okay, help us work through this. Um, because I will say this, if either one of you has sexual sin, temptation issues, like you're dealing with that in the present, your boyfriend or girlfriend should not be your accountability in this. Definitely not. Period. Yeah. And so you need that outside counsel and you need someone who can objectively say, okay, yes, there is improvement here. We are seeing, you know, you or he are putting that off, putting on righteousness and are moving towards victory in that area. And we would say, yes, proceed with this relationship. But Mm -hmm. I think until you have some corroboration, there needs to be a pot, like slow down, don't move past this point kind of thing. Mm -hmm, Exactly. And I've talked about this before, but you know, Kristen back in college was very adamant about marrying a guy who's a virgin I am not, that is not a non-negotiable anymore for me. And not just because I'm 27. It's because I am more concerned with what are your thoughts and convictions and actions about, or in regards to sex and sexual sin, sexual temptation now, Mm -hmm. not what you've done in the past, whether that was before you were a believer, like you said, after there's still grace for that, but what, where are you at with this right now? Mm -hmm. And if you have messed up before, you've gone too far, whatever it is, but you've repented of that, you recognize that and you are not still caught up in that. Great. Yeah. That's what I'm more concerned with. But if that's something you're still struggling with, again, seeking that outside counsel. And this may be one of those things where, okay, hey, we're, I need to take a step back while you mm-hmm. work on this. And because it's not something, it's not your job to help him with this. And if you're the one struggling with this, it's not his job to help you through it either. Right. And so really, really pray for wisdom and pray for discernment in this and seek out godly wise people who are older than you who are ahead of you in life who can really help you kind of walk this yeah path yeah and i think on the heels of that one another red flag would be physical boundary issues um if he is pushing you to go further than you're comfortable with if he is saying oh it'll be fine don't worry about it oh let's like that's a big red flag and this is a tough one to say, oh, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to whatever. But I think everybody messes up. We all do. And I think you can say, okay, we shouldn't have, you know, thrown that boundary out. We shouldn't have gone past that. We shouldn't have whatever. But we are repenting of that. We are putting more boundaries in place to safeguard against that, whatever it is, and, and moving forward. That's one thing. But if it seems to, if one, he is pushing and you're saying, okay, no, we're not going to. And he continues to do that. That's a big issue. Or if you've messed up and it keeps happening and you keep crossing your boundaries over and over uh, one, that's on both of you. But two, like that's where you say, okay, no, this is not a helpful, this is not a good relationship. We both have issues we need to deal with, not in the moment of this. Um, but a one time crossing about depending on 
there's so many nuances to mm-hmm. this, but I would just say physical boundary issues that are repeated, that are constant. That's a big red flag. Yeah. And this is where Bethany's phrase talk is cheap comes in because <laughs> yeah. he could be apologizing over and over. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And if the actions don't change, yes. the words don't mean what they could yeah. if they were backed up with his actions. So, or yours. We're not always saying that this is always, you know, a guy thing, but in this case, we're talking about red flags and somebody else. Yeah. So, um, just make sure you're seeing actionable mm-hmm. proof, not just, oh, he's saying he's sorry. Yeah. Or he knows he messed up. And then it just keeps happening every time. So, um, the last red flag on our list is real quick family planning differences. Yeah. So, for instance, if you want one to two kids and he wants eight to ten hmm, could be an issue yeah um or if you one of you doesn't want kids and the other one does if you know one of you wants to adopt and the other one doesn't um there are different yeah things to go under this category but again this could this is almost one i feel like that could border obstacles and red flags like it's on the cusp but it is a really big deal i think yeah i think this one for me was red flag territory because and i kind of went back and forth thinking about okay where should this one go but i think it's a red flag in that with the obstacles you can be in a serious relationship you can be married and working on them and they get better and you change and you grow and whatever if you go into a marriage absolutely wanting eight kids and not budging and your husband goes into a marriage absolutely wanting two kids and not budging that is something that like you can't just get married and hope they change their mind mm-hmm. that's true and so if you, I, I guess maybe this one's a red flag if you feel really strongly on some of these topics if you are more fluid and more like okay this would be fine but that would be fine too maybe it is just kind of an obstacle that you need to work through um but yeah if you feel very strongly um about some and this could be things like thoughts on birth control even it could be thoughts on a whole host of things when it comes to that be like discipline and yeah. all of that once you have like how you're gonna raise your kids mm-hmm. there's a lot that could fall into yes. this category and so those things need to be talked about um again this is not one that's let's talk about this on the first date <laughs> but this is like hey a lot of these other things have lined up we're moving forward so now let's talk about this kind of thing and see where we line up before we move even more forward that sort of thing Okay, so that is what we've got today. I would just want to leave you with this, with especially with these red flags. And we're saying these are breakup worthy, you know, this is kind of a line in the sand kind of thing. I want to just reiterate, these are not things that you should be expecting someone to be perfect in. Whether it's, you know, talking earlier about being angry or rude or impatient or whatever. Or even you expect him to get to near perfection in one of these certain character areas. But it's like saying, okay, you have to get to this point before I'll consider dating or marrying you. Like, to an extent, yes. But you can't expect perfection before you move forward with that. Um, But it's almost because of their unwillingness to deal with it or they don't even see it as a problem. It's almost like that becomes the issue, not the original one. Because that 
underlying heart issue has become the real issue. We don't expect perfection, but we you can expect someone whose heart is broken by their sin, who realizes their need for a savior and is working to diligently improve in those things. So keep that in mind throughout all of these red flags. Absolutely. Well said. Our resident closer. At it again. <laughs> also, remember when you said this was going to be a shorter episode? <laughs> How long have we been doing this? We are an out. We just hit the 59-minute mark. Oh, my word. On our so bra I'll file. it down to like yeah. 55. Yeah. Oh, brother. Yeah. Man. That's what I get for thinking it's going to be a short one. <laughs> we do this every time. We're like, oh, this won't be that bad. That is so funny. But... It was a fun episode. It so it was fine. We hope okay. this was helpful and encouraging to y'all and gave you some tips and guidance if you are currently facing some trouble differentiating between preferences, obstacles, and red flags in a relationship you're in, or if you come into one of these situations where you're trying to figure out where something falls in a future relationship. There so you, you can file this one away for later <laughs> if you need it later. So we will leave you with that we'll be back on friday with a couch cast episode so be sure to tune in for that but until then i'm Kristen, and i'm bethany and this is looking for the middle